Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. So let's go to our series of teachers for this month, The Ultimate Capital. Genesis 1, 28 and 29, New Living Translation. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So this is the ultimate capital number four. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask that you inspire me in the few minutes that I have to get across this message for the transformation of someone's life. In Jesus' name. All right, our theme for the month has been financial increase. Honestly, we've seen the lives of thousands of people change in this time. If it's a matter of finances, when it comes to the finances. And what we've been saying all through this series is the fact that the ultimate capital is the word of God. The basic resource God used to create our world is revelation. Pay attention to it. So even without material resources, you can still be rich when you have revelation because revelation is a convertible resource. <laughs> Please, pay attention to the revelations God has given us as a church, right? Pay attention. Even if you don't attend our church, please come and peep in and find out what it is that God said to us along the line. They're there in our messages, okay? They're there in our messages. Ah, there's power in revelation, honestly. There's power in revelation. In God's head, it's creative power. At some point, I knew I needed a shift in life. You know what I began to do? I'll just send my personal assistant to the Living Faith Church, and he would get Bishop Oedipus, Cassettes then, cassettes, right? <laughs> Maybe the last two months or three months. And I just, I just listened to them continuously. Why? Because the words in there were inspired. Revelation. Okay? Revelation. Someone came, you, you know, I've had this from more than one person. But someone came <laughs> all the way from North America. You know, we chatted for a few minutes. And he just packed, packed the CDs, right? about 200 or so, went to listen and experience an explosion in what he's doing. There is power in revelation. God does not discriminate. So I'm saying, pay attention to those messages. Get them. Listen to them over and over again. Pay attention to the books. Get them. Because what we have in there are revelation. And some of them are like small size, but explosive, right? <laughs> All right. Please also take our schools seriously. I spoke about the Daystar Leadership Academy earlier. The Daystar Business Academy. Daystar Business Academy. Take that school seriously. The Daystar Business Academy. You know why? I got revelations from God. I ran what I call the entrepreneurial class on Sunday mornings some 20 years ago. Right? And there are people who were here. And the revelation has produced fruit for them. Honestly. I'm talking about millionaires and billionaires, and they are the ones that take the classes at the Daystar Business Academy. Please don't joke. 
join our Daystar business community, okay, so that you can associate with people that trade in Revelation. Amen. Oh, there's the Daystar skill acquisition program. That one will make it practical from fashion designing to a bakery, to baking, you know, to website designing. And so we actually teach practical schools. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. All right. So, the common thread through our teachings this month is that Revelation is the basic resource for creating wealth in God's system. And we said something very interesting, right? And the first thing Revelation will do is to change your identity, change you before it will change your circumstances. I love it. Let me give you a verse that supports that. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, New Living Translation. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9, New Living Translation. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Wow. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. We call this the work of substitution. The wages of sin is death. So Christ went to the cross to die. When he solved the sin problem, he solved, he also resolved the consequences of sin and poverty, being one of them. So the Bible is saying here, you know, what he did on the cross was the work of grace, right? <laughs> Gave us righteousness, that sinlessness, being right with God as a free gift. Whew. Thank you, Lord. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. When did he become poor? On the cross. So that by his poverty he could make you rich. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, three pieces of advice today. Quickly, number one. Approach money from a place of rest. Approach money from a place of rest. Stop struggling to be rich. Why? You are rich already. <laughs> you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, accept forgiveness from God. Mm, he's taking your place. So now you take his place, right? Should I read that verse again? Though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor, so that by his poverty, he could make you rich. Fix your mind on the cross and the work of substitution that happened there. Anytime poverty wants to latch onto you, remember the cross. Why? Because there, Christ carried the poverty. It was, it was exchanged. It is an irreversible fact of history. You're not poor. You're rich already. <laughs> and we said, being rich is a mindset to a large extent. Being poor is a mindset. Rich people just believe, you know, you just know that they are rich. Poor people just believe that they are poor. You see why this is risky business for the average person raised in Africa? Why? Because most people are raised in poor homes. So they grow up believing that they are poor. That is the poverty. Transgenerational, at a cultural level. Kill it. Once you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, accepted the sacrifice he made on the cross, change that label. Change that mindset. Woo! 
don't approach money with fear and anxiety. If you were doing that before, because that's the cultural problem with poverty, shake it off. Stop approaching money with fear and with anxiety. Approach it with faith. Absolute trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on your behalf on the cross. Come into a state of rest. Then act from that state of rest. <laughs> you know, I've said before how uh, I was in a conversation with someone and then, you know, I just used the word poor me. No, 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 no. What did I say? I, I used the word, don't mind those rich people. Afterwards, in my quiet moment, the Holy Spirit just brought that conversation back. Say, what did you call yourself the other time? You said those rich people. So who are you? Are you those poor people? He said, it's your mouth. It's your, with your mouth. You're, you're shaping your destiny. I said, what? I said, never. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I began to tell people publicly, anywhere you hear them discussing about those rich people, they're talking about us. I wasn't talking about money in the account. I was talking about revelation in the spirits. Approach this money thing from a state of rest. You are rich already. Amen. Believing that you are poor messes with your brain and blocks the capacity to actually even capture or receive inspired ideas that can bring the world into your life. Don't be desperate for money. 1 Timothy 6 verses 9 and 10, New Living Translation. 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So many things people are doing today. Crazy things. Just in order to be able to make some bucks. Cultivate your relationship with God. Come on. Be diligent in prayer. And prayer is just fellowship with God, right? Put yourself in a state where you can hear from God. That's what we're talking about. He's going to show you things. <laughs> And when he gives you revelation, the revelation will give you rest because he knows the end from the beginning. Thank you, Jesus. Recently, I, I committed to a media project. And as I was praying for the provision, you know, <laughs> as I was praying about, you know, asking the Holy Spirit the money will come, he just took me back to the beginning. So, reminded me of the vision he gave me in 1994 and showed me the, the vision was going to rest principally on the on the media. That's why I went on radio, you know, February 1995. So he asked me, how much did you have when you went on radio? So he said, you better move ahead. Provision was made for that vision. You see, vision is the key to provision. And until you take action, you may not even see the money. I said, thank you. I signed the contract and moved ahead. Why? That vision, one vision had in it what became two organizations, both founded in 1995, Success Power, Early Path, uh, Daystar, The Later Path. 29 years ago, Revelation got in about 29 years ago, July 1994. And when I look back now, that revelation has attracted resources, tens of billions of naira. One revelation. So he's just tracked back, just tracked back. It's the revelation, right? So 
Please invest, be diligent when it comes to your relationship with God and hearing from God. Approach this thing from a state of rest. Amen. Good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I remember 2010, I was in the UK and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, you know, and said, it's time for this to go global. I thought, okay. And ordinarily you would think, hmm, okay, spread. He said, no, the media, the media, the media. He said, you will reach far more people than if you were organizing physically. He said, okay. I came back from the UK. We dissolved our media department completely. Brought in a consultant, upgraded. And as soon, you know, as we were done with the initial upgrading, a friend just came from the US, preached on a Wednesday. And as we were chatting in my office, he said, Pastor Sam, you have a powerful ministry. Do you have plans to go global, you know, with your ministry? I said, that's exactly what God is talking to me about now. That's what we're acting on. He said, don't worry. <clears throat> on my way to the US tomorrow, I'm going through the UK. I'll speak to Stuart. So a few days later, the Stuart called me. <laughs> the man called Stuart called me. The rest, as they say, is history. In a matter of weeks, we were on a channel in the US. World Network covered many countries. And then a few months down the line, we were on Daystar TV, right? Covering almost every single country in the world with the messages preached in Daystar. And we were told that we were the first ministry based in Africa to get on Daystar TV. The revelations are approached from the state of what we should, Don't chase money. Chase revelation, right? Because revelation will give you faith and it will put your heart at rest. The grass with us, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides forever. Any circumstance in your life that is contrary to that word, it is the circumstance that will go. The word of God must come to pass. If you believe that, say amen. All right. My second point today, quickly. Leverage money for influence. Let me speak to what to do with the money, right? God's ultimate agenda is for you to influence our earth, our planet positively. Remember Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our own image. After our own likeness, let them do what? Have dominion, have influence, positive influence for God on the earth. This is very important. That's why Ephesians 4.28, New Living Translation, says when you become a Christian, you become a member of God's family, your approach to money must be different. Ephesians 4.28, New Living Translation. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then do what? Give generously to others in need. Did you see that? Use your money for positive influence. It's not only for eating. God will give you more than you need to eat. Use your money for positive influence. Use it to meet needs. Use it to solve problems. And when you solve problems for people, you buy influence. You get influence with them. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, the church was exploding, but people were selling their hands, bringing their money, and they were feeding people that did not have food to eat. Come on. Leverage your money to get positive influence in the world. Learn contentment. Separate your needs from your wants. How much will you eat? These days, I speak to people in my age group. Now we're wealthy, right? <laughs> now we can afford to eat anything we want to eat. Sadly, 
It is now that they are telling us to be careful what we eat. There's too much cholesterol. There's too much carbohydrate. There's too much this one. Isn't that amazing? This life is interesting. Just when we cannot afford to eat anything. How much do you need to eat really? So anything God gives you beyond what you need is for influence. It's for touching people's lives positively. Amen. Oh, you want to enjoy houses? Build three or four in the same city. Fine houses. Beautiful. And make sure you sleep in the three or four in the same night. God bless you. No be crazy with that. <laughs> Let me speak PG. Right? First Timothy 6, 6 to 8, New Living Translation. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and when we and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if you have enough food and clothing, let us be what? Content. Break free from greed. Have, 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 keep, keep, keep. Continue to grow in wealth so you can grow in capacity to do good. I'm just saying not giving at all is a big problem. First Timothy 6, 17 to 19. New Living Translation. First Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who gives richly. Who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience through life. The third point, quickly. Value collective wealth. Value collective wealth. At the end of the day, we can't beat what God said. It is not good for man to be alone. You acquire all the wealth alone. Everybody else around is poor. You will not be safe with the money. You won't be able to enjoy it. You will spend a good chunk of it protecting yourself. So, value collective wealth. And when you do, you will do what? You will pay taxes. Because that's for us to pull our funds together to leverage. How many roads will you build only for yourself, right? Will you, how many airports will you build only for yourself? <laughs> you know? So, value collective wealth. Pay taxes. Hmm? That's in Romans 13, uh, verses 6 and 7. When you get home, please read that. Romans 13, 6 and 7. Pay taxes. That's the purpose of government. That's what it says there. But the second thing I will say, you need to influence politics and policy. So when we talk about collective wealth, then of course we, will, we need to appoint or choose or elect the managers that will help us to manage the collective wealth, right? Romans 13, Romans 13 verses 1 to 4. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. All authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. When you read home, get home, read the remaining verses. That verse alone, verse 1, captures what I have in mind. <laughs> Government has been appointed by God. And God has asked everybody to submit to government, including the church. That's remarkable, isn't it? So you can't sit down and not influence who gets there and what they do. I hope you get what I'm saying. In verse 4 there, 
the government official is referred to as the servant of God. So that speaks to the quality of people that should be there, right? People with godly values and with competence, okay? So when you get involved in that, just know it's not only about you. You're actually making the world better for everybody else. In fact, you should go there, <laughs> right? Some of us are called to function in that space. Go there. It's absolutely important, right? We're discussing about finances, but I'm just saying, okay, when you come to the point where you actually have the resources, right? All of us have, right? What you, what you do with small money is what you will do with big money, right? Yep. So let your money have a purpose. Let it contribute to the improvement of the quality of everybody's life. Don't forget, many of the systems in our world are mammon-driven. Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. This is important. When money overrides everything else in your making of decisions, and especially if you then sacrifice people's lives to make money, there's a big problem. You're either a money worshiper or a God worshiper. So, we've got to insist that we're going to serve God with our money. So, I'm then asking myself, so why are we running through a series like this now? It's our much fruit season. Remember, God promised us miraculous fruitfulness. Something is about to break. Something is about to give. I prophesy over you in the name of Jesus Christ. What heaven has provided for you will show up in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Revelation is the ultimate capital. I pray in Jesus' name, God will open your eyes. You will see things you've never seen before. You will hear things you never had before. In the name of Jesus. Enjoy favor you've never enjoyed before. Receive opportunities you never had before. And it won't come by struggling. It will be easy. If you believe that, say a good amen. I pray for the person that is a part of this service who says, Pastor, my relationship with God is not okay. So how do I even get revelation? Jesus died on the cross. That's what we said during the message, right? And if you just know your relationship with God is not okay, let's pray and receive forgiveness from him right now. Can you put your hand on your heart? All right, say this prayer after me. Wherever you may be, right in any service, at home, anywhere, online, can you put your hand on your heart? Say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, let the power of the Holy Spirit touch everyone that is a part of this service and everyone who just said that prayer. We know their sins are forgiven right now. And Father, we thank you for the miracle of removing the nature of sin from them and putting your own nature in them. We're grateful for this miracle of changing their lives. Give them new testimonies. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer. Woo, thank you, Lord.